In the Farm Podcast. I'm Donovan, and right, uh, coming across the table from me is Roy. Some guys are moving up in the moving organization. Moving on up, yeah. up to the east side. They are literally heading east. Dude, that, that Fort Wayne lineup just got stacked. It did. It's it did. stacked. Um, I, I think they're below 500, but damn, they could be pushing for a, you know, they could be pushing for a playoff spot. Yeah, last I saw, there were six games out. Okay. Um, and so definitely in, in a playoff hunt. And so you send Robert Hassel, Eurebiel Angelis, and Brandon Valenzuela from the Storm up to the Tin Caps. Well, yeah, you know, and, and they, uh, it's long, like usually we, we, usually we would have like an All-Star game to, to decipher, okay, All-Star game, all right, here we go, there they go. Right. Uh, no All-Star game this year, it's like, mm-hmm. all right, okay, they're still there. And every week on here, we're like, here it is, Eurebiel Angelis, you know, Brandon Valenzuela and Robert Hassel just killing it. I'm yeah. You know, Josh Mears. Yeah, I guess there's always the 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 part about you know how are they developing as individuals, as right, humans, right. as professionals. Right. That it's gonna you know, maybe that's why you see somebody stay down longer. But all summer we're like, man, these guys have nothing left to prove. Yeah, and, and that's a big. I think that's a big part of it is like not only they can be a true, they can perform on the field. Do they have their routines down? Do they are they acting responsible? Well, you know, outside of the field, obviously they are, but still, are they you know do is there room for them? Right. Is there enough? Is there enough space on the roster? Are people moving up out of Fort Wayne up into Double A? Are people getting released? Well, we'll talk about in a minute. Yep. Well, we're seeing some of that. So, yeah. like as we'll point out, um, Ethan Skender went up to Double A. Congratulations to him. Yep. Uh, we saw a couple of guys leave the organization. A couple of players were released. Ben Ruda and and, and uh, Dylan, Dylan Rilled. Yeah. So a couple of guys that were picked up in the off season. So we'll we'll hit on that soon yeah. enough. But. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's that kind of stuff that happens this yeah. time of year. It's yeah. the churn. But I like seeing guys move up and get more opportunities. And we're also here in Lake Elsinore. We're seeing guys coming up from the desert. Yeah. So they're starting to make their their professional debuts. And I really wonder if they're going to move the roster over there. Are they? You know, is Wood going to make it a shot? Is 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 uh, Jackson going to? Yeah, Merrill going to come up. Yeah, who knows? I mean, so those guys are high school kids. They played a full yeah. schedule. Okay. So right. you know, maybe you, maybe you just keep them down there and let them do the uh, fall instructs. Yeah. I know, but it, it's still fun to watch. See who's going where. It is. Well, the Robert Hassel's first, the Padres' first round pick last year, who turned twenty this month. Kind of turned twenty. Uh, was tearing up the low A with a three twenty three, four fifteen, four eighty two slash line, and thirty one stolen bases and thirty seven attempts. He was third in the league in batting average, first in doubles with thirty one, second in walks with 57 and second in on base percentage. Um, so right after he showed up in, in Fort Wayne, somebody did an interview with him. I don't have it in front of me, but it, I saw it on Twitter. It was a video interview. Um, and he's, he seems very professional. Okay. You know, he's already got kind of the, the shtick down of, you know, answering the questions very professionally yeah. and kind of, kind of like where we saw Mackenzie Gore a couple of years ago when polished. we had a chance to talk to him that you can tell that he's kind of got the, the media. Yeah. You know, they already talked to him and said, okay, this is how you do an interview. Um, so he's got that side of it down. Stay away from those fire on the farm guys. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Angel was nineteen. Was the guy sitting on top of those dude? And that's the thing is like he was he was leading the league in hitting at three forty three batting average with one hundred twenty four hits. His slash line was three forty three, three ninety seven, four sixty one with thirty one extra base hits. Mm. He played forty one games at shortstop, twenty seven at second, and fourteen at third base. Nothing the guy can't do, dude. Nothing the guy can't do. And that's what kind of like how they're having. You know, it's early. And they're young, but they're moving these guys around and, and trying to create that value, trying to find where they do fit. 
Right. You know, and that's a real big thing is maybe they fit better. At, you know, maybe they're drafted at shortstop. Maybe they're drafted at third base. Maybe they fit better at second. Right. Or maybe they fit better in the outfield. Well, on that note, I happened to talk to Tyler Malone, friend of the podcast. Uh, he just came out to Fort Wayne to take one of these uh, one of these roster spots. Nice. Uh, he was drafted as a third baseman, was playing some outfield at the time. Now he's catcher pretty yeah. much full time. Right. He's playing some left field when they have a chance to work him into the lineup. But, you know, you play wherever they give you an opportunity. Absolutely. So switch hitting uh, Brandon Venezuela, 21, wasn't far behind. Hitting 307, 389, 444. <laughs> Coming into the year, he was considered one of the better defensive catchers in the organization. This year, the Mexican Nationals put up his best offensive numbers and has also played 19 games at first base. Little bit of rough start. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about it later on, but a little bit of a rough stop behind the plate with in the game yesterday. I, and uh, it was wild pitches. Like, I saw... Right. Like, yeah, Austin Adams had five wild pitches in one inning. Yeah. They were on court. I, I don't know how much of that you can put on the catcher. Right, right. Um, you know, maybe getting crossed up or something. I wasn't watching the game, but man, you know, that's that's a lot of wild pitches. Yeah, they were like, yeah, just incredible, like five in an inning. Right. So to touch on what we were talking about earlier, uh, so obviously Robert Hassel is is of American, you know, he's, he's a born and raised American. Gringo. But Uribe uh, Langeles is from Dominican Republic, and Brandon, Brandon Valenzuela is from Sonora, Mexico. He's from like deep down in Mexico. Nice. Not, he's not like from a border town. So for those guys, there's the the whole culture, you know, adjusting to a different culture and a different language. Um, I don't know how you know how well either of them speak English at this point, uh, but that's all part of the maturing process. Right. So right. knowing that they feel good enough in these guys to send them off to to Fort Wayne, that's that's a pretty good uh, achievement for them. Well, you know, and starting in Lake Elsinore, where there is probably a high probability of people speaking Spanish. Right. You go to Fort Wayne, you're like, it's a little different over there. Yeah. It's a little different. For sure. So, yeah, what we mentioned earlier, outfielder Ben Ruda has been released, and so did Dylan Ralt. I think it's Rayo. Rayo? Rayo? Had French words. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ruda was drafted by the Padres in the, uh, in the minor league phase of the Rule 5 draft last December. In 76 games with El Paso and San Antonio, he hit 178, 266, 300. Rayo, 29, was signed in May as a minor league free agent in 31 and a third innings for the missions. The Canadian born righty had a 6.75 ERA. You know, and Ruda started in, in AAA and he just couldn't. He just. He just struggled. Yep. He just struggled, and he came down, and he got right into the lineup in San Antonio, and continued like, okay, so maybe he went down. You know, maybe he's gonna pick it up. Nothing. Hmm. Nothing. Yeah, he came out of the Yankees organization. Yeah, you know, maybe just a, maybe it's a bad time. Yep. Yep. So, it could be. And then Rayo, his story, and he's bounced all over the place. He's played independent yeah. ball. Uh, he's from way up in Canada. Uh, yeah, so an interesting story, but you, you got to be able to perform, and it's it's too bad to see guys you know let go. Hopefully, they get a chance to catch on somewhere else. Uh, and then, as your next note here about right. Ethan Skender, he's been transferred from Fort Wayne to San Antonio, and he will be wearing number seven. And he made a nice debut in nice San Antonio. Nice debut. I mean, first hit is a triple. Come on. Yeah. Well, guys, there's not a lot going on. We we uh, we scour Twitter, we scour minor league baseball, we scour the internet, we span the globe for any kind of minor league Padre content, and there's very little. Um, yeah, you know, it's kind of surprised me because in the past I would go on Baseball America and I'd see right. I'd see like their prospect list and who's had a good week, and there'd always be a couple of Padres players in there. Uh, and then you go on Fangraphs, and there's you know, Eric Longenhagen would write about a couple people he saw out in the desert yeah. or something. And there's really not much of that going on this yeah, year. I don't know why the maybe the the shine is worn off the the apple on the Padres organization. Could be a little bit of both. Could be a yeah. little bit of COVID. A little bit of shine. Mm-hmm. Uh, other organizations, obviously, other organizations really starting to to build. Right. Um, watch out for Baltimore. Yeah. Like they are. Oh, 
really bad baseball team right now, but they have the best. They're one of the top farm systems right now uh, with their with their crown of a jewel in Adley Rushman. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So you know, so it's that COVID, and you know, usually you get a, a telephone interview from MILB from like Sam Dystra or or, um, or um, Golden Sombrero, uh, Mike Rodriguez, and nothing, huh. nothing. But where's that, the love out there? Just, where's love? Come on, media. <laughs> Put some love on the we Padres organization. <laughs> All right. So, but Mad Friars yes. is constantly hitting us with quality content. Yeah, absolutely. So, you guys, take the time. Five bucks a month. You don't have to listen to us. You can just read what they do. And they put out excellent interviews, obviously, with the dailies. Uh, but this is from Mad Friars. Uh, thank you, Ben Davey, who made it out there earlier this year. Uh, another interview with Tirso Onellis. The COVID layoff, Tirso had time to train, condition and prepare for the critical 2021 season. The layoff was tough. Whether we got playing or not, hitting the gym and getting better physically was something I knew I could work on. I was at my home in Mexico, and I knew I had to work harder this year more than any other year. I, and I knew in 2019 was a failure, and I didn't want it to define me. I worked hard in the gym, and when I had any chance to play baseball around town, no matter what type of game it was, I took it. I was going to do anything... I could do to get better. So is he like out there on the sandlot right. swinging a broomstick with a bunch of 12-year-olds? Right. <laughs> okay, get like the commercial, I Like that commercial with Aaron Judge, right? right? He's like, yeah, I go practice with the kids. Little leaguers, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, after collecting just 19 extra base hits in 110 games in 2019, Tierso had 19 extra base hits through two months this year. However, unlike in years past, they were all doubles. His first home run of the year didn't come until July 8th. Quote, hitting that first home run was a big weight off my shoulders. It felt so good to jog around, getting to jog around the bases. It's something I want to keep doing and improving on. I know it's a process, but it felt really good to hit one. I'd like to hit a thousand home runs if I could. And we would love to see him hit a thousand home runs. Absolutely. And, and what I like about what I see from him, because I watch a lot, I'm going to go home right now, I'm going to watch the Tin Caps game, is he doesn't try to do too much. He, mm-hmm. He's really not swinging out of the zone. He's not, you know... Just swinging for the fences. He's staying within himself. So he's staying within his approach. Right. So you spray line drives all over the field. Yeah. Eventually, you'll start elevating those yeah. a little bit, and, yeah. and the home runs will come. That's gotta be, it's got to be hard to remain patient when, when you're in one of those droughts like that. You, yeah. you know that I'm a big, strong guy. I'm supposed to be a slugger. Here in batting practice, I'm hitting tape measure blasts. And then the games, it's just double, double. You square up on one. Well, and, and Parkview isn't exactly a hitters park not necessarily yeah the whole league is not really a hitters league it's not a league and so it makes stuff like what fernando tattoos jr did like holy shit yeah that's phenomenal yeah you know an a ball at 18 people don't do that so while hitting homers might be terso's goal at the plate the padres worked hard in redoing a swing to maximize his efficiency early on they told me i would add more muscle and hit more home runs i added muscle so i wanted to hit home runs (laughs) by 2019 i was doing everything i could to hit home runs Every at bat, and it made things worse, and it led to almost no home runs. Yeah, that kind of talks about what you were talking about last yeah. week that you you you're struggling and you start to try harder, yeah. and that's the wrong thing to do in baseball. Yeah, which we have seen evident with an abundance in the major league level. Oh yeah, the Padres really worked with me on having an even swing and making it level. They told me if I decreased the uppercut and worked on using my muscles to hit the ball hard on the sweet spot, it would lead to better results. During the 2019 season. Nearly 40% of Ornelas' field, uh, fielded outs came from infield pop-ups. In 2021, that number has dropped to 23 point, uh, 25.3, lowest in his career. In the process, he has also improved his launch angle and decreased his ground ball rate by over 10%. 
He's still he is still far from a finished product offensively, but is confident in his approach. You know, when we saw him in in uh, Lake Elsinore yeah. when he was struggling, he seemed like he was always out on his front foot. He was he was swinging at the wrong pitches. Um, you know, he was just having a hard time with his approach at yeah. the plate, and I think a lot of that led to a lot of that bad contact. He was either rolling over ground balls, yeah. or he was hitting infield fly fly outs. You know, so. and, and that's when you're trying too hard, you that's what happens. When you try to hit home runs, you don't get home runs. Right. When you try to make hard contact, you lead the league in doubles. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Which he does. Not so bad. Okay. I know the home runs will come, but I'm, I'm hitting the ball harder, and I like my swing. I'm happy with the results. His swing wasn't the only change Tierso made. With Agustin Ruiz manning right field, a position Tierso had played most of his career, he had to move over to left field. Quote, at the beginning of the season, the move to left was difficult. I was a right fielder. I had to work hard to see how the ball slices off the bat in left compared to right. After about a month, I started to feel comfortable, and now I feel just as good in left as I do in right. I'm getting a better jump, meaning reading the balls off the bat better and getting to balls that were dropping in May. No matter where he plays, Tierso has always been a team first player. Left field, right field, batting first or seventh. Tierso wants to help his team win. Again, we've even seen him play a little bit of center field this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. He is the Will Myers of our system right now. I hope what? you mean that in the best way. Absolutely. I'll, like, he, like, how many times does that guy move around the field? And he's like, okay, play third base? Okay, fine. I'll go play center field. Oh, mm-hmm. right field? Okay. Now I'm over and left? Okay, whatever it takes to do to win. Like, just, that's a ball player. Oh, for sure. You know, that's a ball player. Yeah. So I want to stay healthy and be productive and all that stuff, but I want to win a championship. I want to be holding that trophy high in the air at the end of the season. I always look to the future, but live in the present. I'm going to do my best every day to help the team win. This is a team game, and I will do whatever I can to help this team win both on and off the field. I will put in my work in the field, cage and at the gym, to help this team win more games. Yeah, seeing the, the the word cage there reminded me, if you ever get a chance to go to Parkview Field, the batting cages are right there at the concourse right. level. That's right, that's right. They've got that, there's like a like a screen, and then right there are the guys taking batting practice. And you'll see guys come up in the middle of the game, you know, you've got like your, your, uh, your DH or right. a pinch hitter, they'll come up and take some cuts in between. And it's just, you don't see that in ballparks. It, it, no. At Petco, they've got it down underneath. And so if you're in one of the fancy pants seats right behind the Lexus Club, then you can go down there and you can look through the glass and see the guys taking batting practice in this cave. Now, my question is that you could see them, but can they see you? I think it's a one-way okay. mirror kind of a thing. All right. Because you can, you know, they're taking hacks looking over at the spread, you know. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's where the spread is, right? There's like, there's, that's where the food is? Yeah. And there's the bar right there, too. Yeah. Yeah. Open hey. bar and all the spread. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Sneak me some of that pot roast. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're going to move on to our affiliate rundown now. Uh, starting off with the AZL. Tuesday, Mac was back. Yes. Uh, he was charged. So Mackenzie Gore was charged with three hits, though two were infield singles, and he issued three walks and a pair of wild pitches. But the former third overall pick kept the Diamondbacks off the scoreboard. Scoreboard. Gore stretched out to five and two-thirds innings in the appearance and now has 15 strikeouts in 10 and a third one-run innings. Yeah, I wonder what his pitch count is because going five innings is pretty pretty damn good. Right. Yeah. Um, so obviously, with, with the strikeouts, you're going to get some efficiency. True. And with the walks, you know, it just it, it, like I said, it, it's not linear. Like, he's not going to get better every time. No. So the three walks, although concerning, shouldn't be a big deal. Mm-hmm. He should have. That was last Wednesday. He should have pitched yesterday. Today is Monday. They didn't play yesterday. So he should be pitching 
uh, we'll be checking Twitter right when we're done with this to see when uh, when he starts. Right. And it's not – you don't want to look at the, the box score and read too much into it. Right. But the good news is he he's not getting shelled. It's not like when Adrian Martinez made his move up and just got rocked and it kind of takes the air out of your sails. Um, you, know, you want him to be healthy. You want him to look good and be ready to go the next time. Yeah. Um, so I, I wonder if today is going to be his last appearance in the – ACL or, or if he's going to move out to one of the complexes soon. Well, that game's on at 6 o'clock, and it is coming high the time that he maybe get to an affiliate to get a few more uh, true uh, turns into rotation. Do you think we see him at the major league level this year? Uh-uh. Nope. I don't think so either. I don't want to see him at the major league level. Okay. I want, like, as bad as we need pitching, we don't need him that bad. Yeah. We want him to be the best McKenzie Gore. Like, you saw what's happened with, with rushing guys like Ryan Weathers. Mm-hmm. Killed it. Once you got, you know, once he got, you know, known in the league, you know, the, those those dogs have fleas. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff that he was getting away with, um, Weathers was was all just soft contact. Mm-hmm. And what is it, just kind of the, uh, the luck of the draw, the Babbitt. I think it's the Babbitt with him. Sure. Um, since then, you know, at the end of the season, he's, I don't know if it's, if it's just tiredness or fatigue. Um, but he's getting lit up consistently. Well, the fact that the league has a book on him now, yeah. like you mentioned, that 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 plays a big factor. So often, you know, that's where you would see a, a player get optioned down, you know, spend a couple months in the minors and work on whatever, and then come up. But this team doesn't have the luxury; they don't have no. the depth to be able to do that. So it's just whoever's got a heartbeat and a, and a live arm, right? Take a try. And I'm okay with you know, and it's it's not like that's going to be forever. Um, he has all offseason to work on what he needs to work on. And if he's not a starter, put him in the bullpen. Put him in the bullpen. That's his 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 pitches play. Well, yeah. The velocity, the, the the secondary pitches, they all play. It's just trying to find you know find where he's going to fit. Yeah, for sure. And I I believe that he has the mental fortitude and the support system around yeah. him to to stay on the positive path. Yeah. That, that's Ryan that we're talking about, rather than Absolutely. taking this year and just kind of moping about it and and letting it you know deflate I mean, you. I mean, his dad's called Stormy. They call his dad Stormy because you know. I wonder why. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> if they call Ryan a red ass, I bet the dad's pretty much a red ass. I'm but also sure. his dad knows what to do. You know, and yeah. and, and and so I, I don't have any I'm like leave like I'm okay with Ryan Wettis right now. He he's fine. Mm-hmm. He's super young too. Yep. Yeah. I I could see a scenario where the team somehow makes the playoffs and you need to add something to that roster. I could see them, but it I don't I don't I don't know why you would put right. Gore on that roster, put right. him in that spot. You know, just let him come back next year healthy and ready to rock. Right. So strike two Thursday, Jackson Merrill bounced back from a rare hitless game with a two-hit performance. The third time in the last four games, he's had two or more hits. The 2021 first-round pick is slashing at 333, 390, 449, and his first 20 games as a professional. After the third appearance of his professional career, Ryan Bergert has yet to allow a walk and has only allowed one hit in three innings while striking out four. Bergert, the Padres' sixth-round selection in 2021, out of West Virginia is a 29-year-old right-hander who has been projected to take to be taken as a high uh, as high as a second round, excuse me, before missing the 2021 season due to an elbow injury. The final 2021 debut in the desert for the 2021 draft class went to Kobe Robinson, who began his pro career with an adventurous inning, one which included two singles, a walk, two wild pitches, and none of those runs crossing the plate. <laughs> okay, that's adventure. <laughs> well, that's buckling down. That's that's like, okay, damn, things are going sideways. 
focus. Yep. Uh, for a point zero zero, yeah, with just zeros across the ERA with a three whip for Robinson, who was the uh, Padres' thirteenth round selection this summer at a Chattanooga State Community College. I haven't seen any footage, any video footage of him, but I saw some some photos came out, and it looks like his hat falls off after just about every pitch. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Staple that on there. Oh, that's kind of, I kind of like that, but it's kind of like Josh Naylor, where he's got a lot of hair, so he has to wear a big hat yeah. to go over all that hair, and then it just comes off all the time. Okay, strike three on Saturday. Second baseman Max Ferguson singled and drew three walks out of the leadoff spot. The 22-year-old has been an on-base machine since joining the organization. He has a 442 on on-base percentage in 75 plate appearances and has added eight stolen bases. Right-handed pitcher Elvis Saba made his stateside debut Friday night and tossed a pair of scoreless frames. The 21-year-old was signed in February as an international free agent. He appeared in four games with the DSL Padres and had a 3.31 ERA with 20 strikeouts and just one walk in 16 and a third innings. Nice. So the guys that we're seeing move up from the complex league to Lake Elsinore, I think they've all been college guys. Okay. So the high school guys, I got to figure that they're just going to stay there, hang out at Instructs, yeah. and then go go off to their offseason. College is a big thing where you've been out of the house for four years. You kind of... You're, there's a maturity level there. Yep. There's p- probably even with no host families, there's certainly a, a liability issue. <laughs> a liability yeah. issue? Yeah. I mean, I think they have to be. Well, no. Um, who's the catcher for the storm? He had a home run with the game I was at. Um, Viscara? Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I think, he's seven, I think he's 17. Really? But he's also an international free agent. Right. So there's that, that's a different ball game, I believe. Yeah, so he may have been in the DSL for a year or two. Yeah. Yeah, and then another factor is that these high school kids, they're generally more of a raw product, and so yeah. there's a lot of work to do right away right. where the coaches and the staff are working with them on little mechanical tweaks or, you know, where the college guys, they're theoretically more of a finished product. Right. That there's not a lot of work that you need to do. It's just, you know, how far can you go? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the high school kids like, you can get away with that in middle of nowhere America, but, you know, professional ball, that swing on that pitch, that's not going to fly. Right. Well, at every level they get to, their whole life, they've yeah. been the best player on the field. Yeah. Everywhere that they've been. Yeah. And now you get to a spot where you're just like everybody else. That's that's a big adjustment. It is. And that's the, they're the best players in the world. Right. Even the minor league guys are the best players in the sport in the world. Right. I mean, there's only so many professional you know, people that get paid to play baseball yeah. in this world. Okay, so moving on to Lake Elsinore. Strike one on Tuesday, Denelson Lamette followed fourth-rounder Jackson Wolf on the mound. Uh, Wolf allowed two runs over two frames in his first full-season appearance. Um, and then Denelson, I think he pitched two innings that game. Okay. Was that the one that, that was the his second appearance? The first one, they announced it. Hey, Denelson Lamette's going to be pitching today. Right. And then a couple days later, I was watching it on MILB TV, and then, oh, hey, Denelson Lamette's walking into the game. This is cool. It was a surprise. That was the game he beamed the guy, right? No, no. It was his first, his first, first outing he beamed the guy. Oh jeez! First <laughs> maybe there's a maybe there's an ancient beef between those two guys. Yeah, there, there could be. But you saw Wolf last night, yeah? Yes. Yeah, I was up Lake Elsinore last night. Angela and I went up and uh, saw Jackson Wolf get his start. I think he pitched like two and two thirds innings. Yeah. Um, and and I think yeah, there's a note down here about it. I'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's a lanky guy, six foot seven, lefty, throws pretty much sidearm. It's like a real low three quarter release. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah, so I, I tweeted out my little slow-mo uh, before the game that as was he was cool. warming up. Um, yeah, fastball, slider, changeup, and doesn't seem to have a lot, whole lot of... He's got a funky delivery, so you got to figure there's some deception there, but he wasn't deceiving the batters. They were making contact. Yeah. He got lucky on one that went foul that this, the batter just crushed. 
Uh, I but, saw that and the third base was like, what? What are you, are you kidding me? Oh yeah. They were arguing. Yeah. yeah. The third base coach and a couple of guys on there, the manager came out to argue with the umpire, but no, nah, it was foul. Uh, but yes, yeah, so it was a lot of contact. Okay. He, he's not blowing guys away. And that's fine. But he's a string bean. You yeah. have to, he's going to put on some some bulk and maybe add a couple miles an hour of velo and all that. Uh, so strike two. On Friday, Robert Hassel III, the Lake Elsinore version, had four hits, including a two-run single that put the storm up for good. In the eighth, he added a bases-clearing double that nearly left the ballpark. When the dust settled, Hassel set a new, new career highs with four hits and six RBI. Hassel has 31 doubles, which leads the low A West. The low A West. The California West. Yeah, West. Jo- Joshua, Joshua Mears tripled homer and struck out three times. Talk about true out with the three true outcomes strikeout, homer, or a triple. Well, the walk is usually the third right, right, outcome. Right, right. In his five plate appearances, he had four RBIs as well. So that's between those two guys, 10. RBR, eight RBIs. Yeah, so Josh Mears is still in Lake Elsinore. Sorry, so 10 RBIs, yeah. There's one more home stand in Lake Elsinore. There's still a whole bunch of really good players up there. Yep. Josh Mears will show you something. He will hit yeah. a ball very hard when you go to the game. Yeah. Hopefully, it'll just leave the yard. Absolutely, not kill the third base. But Mears is striking out a 36% <laughs> clip this season. But when he makes contact, it's, his power is as impressive as any player I've seen in the system since 2015. Despite playing in just 66 games... Mears has 17 homers, one off the lead league. Mears has 11 homers in his last 97 plate appearances. Now, here's the thing with, with Josh was the big fear I had with him was he, he comes from the Northwest. Not a lot of he did. I don't think he played too many of the area code games. I'm, you know, he didn't he didn't play a lot against a lot of the uh, elite talent, you know, in the summer leagues. So the big question that I had, and I think some people had was like, is he going to be able to fly? You know, is that power going to translate to professional ball? Mm-hmm. And, and so far it has. 36% strikeout rate in his first full season of baseball, fine. That's that You can work on that. Right. That's stuff you can do with that. But the power's there. Uh, he's a good outfielder, and uh, I was really impressed for the season he's had. You know, the strikeouts are there, but, you know, still. Yeah, he made a nice uh, diving catch in yesterday's game. Yeah. Dude, and when he hits the ball, it just, God, he hits it. Oh, yeah, they talk oh, about how every once in a while you hear somebody and it just sounds different coming yeah. off their bat. And he's one of those guys. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to be there early enough for batting practice, but I'd love to just hang around and, and you know close your eyes and see if you can figure out when he steps in. Oh, it's different. It's a, loud, it's a higher pitch crack. I'm sure. Crack. Anyways, okay, so Monday, strike three. Monday, the storm jumped out of a quick 2-0 lead as Joshua Mears hit a sacrifice fly. And Lucas Dunn hit his first professional homer in the bottom of the first but didn't manage another run all night. For the second night in a row, the Elsinore pitching staff made the small output uh, small output hold up for the victory as five relievers combined on seven shutout innings as another solid performance by fourth liner Jackson Wolf. Jackson Jackson Wolf. Yeah, he gave up one run and then everybody else just shut him down. Yeah. It was it was a boring game to watch. And I mean that in a very good way. Yeah, same thing with my game. It was 1-0. Uh-huh. Vizcarra hit the home run in like the fifth inning. And it was just like, God, ground out, ground out, pop fly. It just ate cruise. They were not really cruise, but they won. Yeah, but good defense. Oh, absolutely. You know, everybody seems to be playing pretty good fundamental baseball. There's good base running going on. They just weren't weren't plating the runs. Yeah. Well, you take away all those RBI guys with with Hassel and with Valenzuela, and I don't know, it's, you know, your, your production is going to leave. For sure. So, I, you know, I was almost, you know, you hate to say this, but I almost was expecting those two losses. To like, okay, we'll see what we get on Saturday. Uh-huh. Damn, got a pretty good game. Yeah, well, you got guys like Lucas Dunn coming up. He's been up for a few weeks now, and yeah. 
you know, com- contributing on their own. He's been hitting consistently. He's got some salad too. He's got some blonde salad. Oh yeah, he's yeah. got the salad going for sure. <laughs> so uh, Dunn, the Padres' eighth runner out of Louisville, is sitting two thirty eight. 304, 413 since joining the storm not three weeks ago. Wolf 22 worked around a one out walk in the first inning and gave up three singles in the second before ending the frame and is outing with his third strikeout of the evening. The six foot 70 lefty out of the West Virginia has struggled to avoid contact in his brief full season for his brief two, his brief, two brief full season appearances. Hello, thank you. God, I try so hard. But has struck out six in the first, he struck out six in his first fur. Full innings. God, please finish that for me. <laughs> okay, righty Alec Jacob worked 1.1 scoreless innings. The Padres 16th rounder, listen to this, he hasn't allowed a run in his first 11 professional frames and has 15 strikeouts without <laughs> issuing a walk. He's the, the guy's perfect. Yeah. He's perfect so far. So let's 16 see how rounds. Long, 16 see how rounds. Going. Yeah. Yeah, so that goes to you don't we don't want a ten round draft. We don't want a five round draft. It used to be forty rounds. Yeah, it used to be longer than that. Yeah, uh, it's I, I want I like a long draft. And then you hear these stories of guys coming from you know, yeah. the second, the third day, and becoming something. They, they might not have an opportunity otherwise. Well, we're gonna go right into an undrafted free agent, Danny yeah. Dent, here in a minute. Yeah. So moving on to Fort Wayne uh, on Wednesday. Uh, since the promotion of Matt Waldron and Ethan Elliott, now both on the IL in San Antonio, lefty Danny Dens has easily been the best, most consistent pitcher for the Tin Caps. Fear the Gogs. Fear the Gogs. The left-hander was an undrafted free agent, signing after that fun five-round draft in 2020. Dens has yet to allow more than two earned runs in any start this season. His six strikeouts Wednesday ties his season high. Dens has a 2.14 ERA after his nine starts this year with the Tin Caps. Right-handed pitcher Chase Walter might be the poster child of a really good player who went undrafted. After mowing down hitters in Lake Elsinore, 52 strikeouts in 27 and two-thirds innings. That's crazy. Almost yeah. two strikeouts an inning. He throws a, he throws a pill. Yes. Uh, he's continued his success in the second outing with Fort Wayne. Walter was sitting 96, topping out at 98. His fastball plays up and can be pretty lethal if he continues developing his secondary pitches. Absolutely. Kevin Copps was arguably one of the most polished and big league-ready hurlers in the draft. The Golden Spikes winner worked in another perfect inning. In three innings with the Tin Caps, Cops has allowed one runner while striking out four. Cops is a lethal cutter that already is one of the better pitchers in the minor league, in minor league baseball. Nice. Strike two on Friday, Tirso Ornelas had two doubles in game one and added another in the nightcap. His 30 doubles are the most by any player in the high A level. The 21-year-old outfielder will hope his big night leads to a hot stretch. He's produced a paltry 584 OPS in August. Grant Little went four for five with three walks in the two games Friday night. The 24-year-old has an on-base percentage of 424 this month. The Texas Tech product has just one career homer to his credit, which is crazy. He played all of 2019 in Fort yeah, Wayne. Yeah. Uh, but his 385 on-base percentage would rank fourth in the high A central if he had enough at-bats to qualify among the league leaders. Texas Tech, I, I thought, God, who who was it that we got from uh, the Coastal Carolina well, I think Dwayne Williams Sutton is from Coastal Carolina. There was another player. It was a white guy. The, and I think he I was released. Don't know. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, I, God, I was talking to somebody. I was talking to somebody from Carolina, and I erroneously put Grant Little in <sighs> Coastal Carolina because they won. They won the. They won the dance a few years back. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne Williams Sutton went to East Carolina. Okay. I don't know how I pulled that out of a hat. All right. Well, it was Coastal Carolina that won the College World Series like three or four years ago. Oh, okay. okay. And, and the uh, the guy that caught the, 
It was a great diving catch in the outfield that made ESPN. We ended up drafting him. Oh, okay. I get him mixed up with Grant Little. Sorry, Grant. <laughs> don't follow me on Twitter. I guess I don't know. <laughs> but Sunday, uh, strike three, Saturday, Noel Vela gave up one run over four innings, dropping his ERA in five starts since joining the two caps at 2.91. The lefty has struck out 24 high eight batters and 21 and two thirds innings, but continues to struggle with command on both his fastball and breaking ball. He's issued 11 walks in Fort Wayne and 41 across 76 total innings. Opponents have hit just 204 against him overall. In the Friday yesterday, Robert Hassel, Rubio Angeles, and Brenner Venezuela all made their high A debuts. Venezuela had the best afternoon, reaching base on an RBA single and two walks. Angeles played third base, playing third base, had a single and drew a walk, while Hassel drew one free pass out of the leadoff spot. Each of the trio scored once. Producing as Producing. soon as they hit the ground. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so moving on to San Antonio. Strike one on Wednesday, the last time Pedro Avila allowed one or fewer runs while striking out at least five, he was on a big league mound facing the Diamondbacks 28 months ago. After battling injuries, the Padres have finally allowed Avila to start, even if they limit him to four innings at a time. Despite not really starting in over two years, Avila is still only 24 and is slowly looking more and more like the prospect that was called up for a yeah. spot start two years ago. Yeah, that so was a he great had great spark start too. It was, and then it was like a week or two later that he injured his elbow yeah. and underwent Tommy John. So on his way back, you know, yeah. that would be an amazing comeback story. I would really like to see him sometime come up next year. Yeah, you know, and you know, Starting there's El Paso. There could be a weird scenario where they give him a call this year. Who knows? Yeah. Well, him, Steve Wilson, I think uh, deserves a shot. Evan Miller, Evan Miller. Yeah, you got some pitchers that are doing a really good job down there. Absolutely. So strike two Friday in his double A debut. 24-year-old Ethan Skinder stole the show with two extra base hit perf- with two extra base hits. He recorded a double and an RBI triple. The 24-year-old product produced sorry produced a 982 OPS this month for Fort Wayne before getting promoted. Left-handed pitcher Osvaldo Hernandez earned his fourth win in 2021, hurling five shutout innings. Hernandez scattered four hits and didn't allow a walk. Hernandez, who was in the midst of a brutal stretch coming into the Friday night start, in his previous three starts, the Southpaw allowed 16 earned runs and 12 innings. The five scoreless innings lowered his ERA to 5.06. Oof. It's location and pitch selection. That curveball is nasty, but the fastball is only sitting 90 tops, mm-hmm. and he needs to locate, and he needs to constantly keep those guys off balance. Yeah, and in double-A, you got professional hitters that yeah. know, know what to do with that. Absolutely. Um, I looked up Ethan Skinner. He... In Fort Wayne, he was playing second base and third base. Yeah. Uh, so far in Double A, he's played second base and he's been a DH. Um, but I mean, just happy to see the guy move up after yeah. all this story. He missed two years yeah. with knee surgeries. I think there was a surgery on each knee. Um, and just you, you get drafted, you think everything's gonna, you know, the world is your oyster, and then reality sets in, and just the the amount of patience and work yeah. that it took just for him to get back yeah. on a on a field. And we've talked about that extensively. Yep. So glad to see him back out there yep. and, and succeeding, having a really good year. All right, so strike three. On Saturday, the Missions got a three-run home run from Esturi Ruiz. Eggy had a big night at the plate with three doubles. He now leads the AA Central with 26 and is second in hits at 98. For the season, he's hitting 282, 365, 461, and is 11th in the league with an 826 OPS. So Eggy Rosario plays all over the place, hits yeah. the ball. He's got, he's got some pop. He's got some speed. And he's a guy that can do everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, friend of the podcast, Tom Cosgrove, worked two more scoreless innings Saturday and hasn't allowed a runner in four frames since coming Woo. off the IL. The lefty has been solid coming out of the pen for San Antonio, posting a 2.29 ERA with 26 strikeouts against six walks in 19 and two-thirds innings. Opponents are hitting just 164 against him. 
So another guy coming off Tom uh, uh, Tommy John surgery. Yeah. Um, he was a starter before the injury. Uh, I don't know if they're just working him back in as a reliever or if the long term plan is for him to work out of the bullpen. But regardless, happy to see another guy on the on the the path to recovery. Absolutely, and and doing well. You know, and that's and that's double A. You know, if they're not drafted outright as, as relievers, high A, double A. You know, as, as they continue to move up, that's where you kind of figure out: Are they going to be a starter? Does their stuff play better in in off, off, you know in relief? Uh, we're going to talk about it here in a minute. Reese Kinnear is probably going to be a reliever now. Who knows? You know, he hasn't. He hasn't. Well, we're going to it here in a minute. Starting in El Paso, uh, strike one Thursday. There was a catcher batting leadoff tonight as the Padres. Prospect Luis Camposano set the table tonight with two hits, including a double. Last night, dude, I crushed. I crushed a pitch. Yeah? This soft tosser. Um, God, who are they playing last night? Was it the Skeeters? I think they were playing the Skeeters last night. And and just just threw up a lollipop. And I go, oh, my God. And he just crushed it. The guy's built like a linebacker. He's he got power bu- for days. He is, he is built. So, um, you know, in August, uh, Camposano's had a slash line of 372, 471, 674 for an OPS of 1.145 for the month, continuing with trend of improving with the bat each month in 2021. I love seeing that. I remember that when Fernando Tatis was in uh, Fort Wayne, every month he got better. Right, it seemed right. like at every stop, every month was you see the strikeout rate dropping, you see the walk rate go up. All the numbers are, are moving the right direction, and that's what Camposano's done this year. Um, I saw Dennis Lynn had his little Q&A today, and he, Camposano, was the first guy that he mentioned on somebody that might get a call-up um, as the rosters expand. So the yeah. rosters are going to go up to 28. Uh, the rule is, that's af- on September 1st, um, there's a limit of 14 pitchers on the roster. Um, so that means that there's room for a position player, and I guess with Camposano, if nothing else, you got a really good bat right there. Uh, yeah, you got some flexibility. Nola can play other positions. I don't know what they think of Camposano's glove yet. I haven't had a chance to look at that a whole lot in AAA. Right, right. And I wouldn't. I mean, I've watched a lot of AAA games, and I couldn't tell you one way or another. Like he's catching the ball. Right, right. I mean, it's armchair quarterback. <laughs> Not a lot of them going by. Right, right. Yeah. What do um, we know? <laughs> you know, and and for him, just to get him in the lineup, he has played a smidget of first base. Mm-hmm. I think that was just. A, Let's, let's check that out. Just to get him in. No, I think that's just to get him in the yeah. lineup. Yeah. And that happens with catchers a lot because you can't have the guy behind the plate every single day. Yeah. Um, and I had a point and I, and I lost it. Right. Well, and I wouldn't I just, he'd be the, I mean, he smiles. You've seen him smile. He smiles. He's a happy guy when he's playing with the big league club. But like, like I, I don't know. If they, I don't see him at first base. No. Just went grumpy mother. No, just no, no. Grumpy no, that's not what that's about at all. <laughs> I don't know why I had to say that. Now I was going to kick my ass. <laughs> Oh, shit. Okay, so uh, move on to strike two. Uh, on Friday, Reese Kinnear made his first appearance since being optioned to AAA and fired a pair of scoreless innings. Kinnear started the year in the missions rotation, but has transitioned to a relief role over the past month. He hasn't started a game since August 1st when he threw for the Padres in a game against Colorado and hasn't pitched more than three innings since July 26th when he fired six innings for El Paso. Hell so yeah. that's your point about yeah. being being yeah. honed as a reliever. Uh, yeah, And if they make the playoffs, knock on wood... Yeah, he would be. He would probably be on that roster one way or another as yeah. as some kind of a bullpen piece. Playoffs, yeah, playoffs. Right? <laughs> Maybe yeah. 2022. Maybe. I'm such a pessimist, though. So, strike three. Saturday, Adrian Martinez had his best start in three outings for El Paso, giving up three earned runs in with, in six innings. The 24 year old struck out five, but walked three. While this is an improvement, it's not 
while this is an improvement, it's not close to the dominance he showed in double A, where he grew, I gave up one earned run. He posted where he gave up one earned run. He posted a 1.14 ERA over his final seven games. Yeah, he was the pitcher of the month yeah. for June. Yeah. And I think there was only one earned run that whole month. I mean, just absolutely dominant. You know, with him, it's triple A. It's a whole other ballgame. These guys are semi, you know, not semi pros. They're pros. They're not pros, but they're, you know, the guys have been in the major leagues. He has been in triple A for a real long time. Mm -hmm. These are the closest you're going to get to the big leagues. And it's getting towards the end of the season. Right. So it could be a little bit of fatigue. Could be a little, you know, a little shell shocked. Yeah. I mean, it is the Pacific Coast League, so he'll make those adjustments, and, and we'll see how it goes. You got the thin air and the high heat and the wind blowing out at a lot right. of these ballparks, so it gets ugly. Yeah. Want to finish it up? Okay. Caps catcher Webster Revis threw out three of five base runners attempting to steal on him. And then finally, Joe Beamo, at 44 years old, made his first AAA appearance since 2016 when he logged 12 outings for the Royals' Omaha affiliate. Working the ninth inning, Bimel gave up a leadoff single before inducing a double play grounder and a lineout center for a clean inning. Do you know why I want to see Joe Bimel make it to the majors? No. Because then there will be a player in Major League Baseball who's older than me. <laughs> right now, there is none. Oh. I'm like two months older than Albert Pujols. <laughs> really? Yeah. God, and he's old. Damn, yeah. How do you make that me feel? Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long time since there have been, like, Satchel Page was the last guy that played on my age. <laughs> I would, you know. Mini Mignoso. Mini Mignoso played at, like, age 56. Yeah. He played in a game. Yeah. But that was kind of a. So, Pimo, you have to think that he's going to get a shot. Yeah. Although he's not on the roster, so there would have to be maybe someone going on the 60-day. But certainly, I mean, it wouldn't be a bad idea. He's a former major league pitcher for over a decade. Well, there are going to be some 60-day guys coming off the IL soon. Trey Winginter has been doing his rehab right. appearances. Right. There's a couple of uh, Trevor Williams. Um, and so there are going to need to be moves made. But then you look at the 40-man roster, and there are some DFA candidates like Ivan Castillo, he's still on the forty man. Yeah, um, and he, I think he's only made a couple of appearances in the majors. Yeah, I, I don't know that they're gonna hang on to him like that. No, you, but at the same time, he's probably somebody that would pass through waivers and then stay within the York. Um, he's a good ball player. He is. He's a really good ball player. But you look at the roster, and there's I'll say four or five guys that you could look at and go, yeah, right. they yeah. could probably DFA him. Yeah. Oh, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, definitely. But in the meantime, we're going to celebrate all the players that move on up yes. at the end moving of the season. Moving on up, moving on up to, to the east side. So in the meantime, you can find me on Twitter at Zippy underscore TMS. You can find me at SD Donovan. Oh, let's try to keep the faith for the let's last keep couple the weeks of the season. Mac's going to piss tonight. We'll see yeah. what the AZL looks like in a couple hours. And um, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs>